When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Back into it at Tower 2. It's Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Cornhead Lager Pizza Man and assistant coach at Scott. We say hi to Matt Verzel with us at Verz51 on Twitter. Verz, how you feeling after the national championship game? What a beauty of uh, ground and pound or sadness because college football is going to be going away for a while. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was inevitable. And the... The bets that I made that night showed as much, but it was, <laughs> I, I struggle a lot with people and how they interpret the game now. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if you look at, at national champions okay, and the way things go, the ones that did are the ones that can control line of scrimmage. And as much as they say it's a thrower's game now, they it all goes through the run. So to watch Michigan just carve Washington up the way they did, um, without some questionable, we'll call it, play calls mm-hmm. through the middle of the second quarter and part of the third. I think that could have got real ugly. But, yeah, single tier for me as an offensive lineman, you got to watch a really, really good Michigan offensive line just dismantle a defense, and it was a thing of beauty. What would you make of the, the performance of the Washington offensive line? They won the Joe Moore Award this season for nation's top offensive line, but they had some uncharacteristic mistakes and uh, Michigan flexed their muscle offensively. I, I, do you think Michigan's offensive line felt a little bit disrespected? That's become the, the word of the, the year in college football. I think they felt disrespected by, by the fact they didn't win the Joe Moore Award. That was a, a pretty dominating performance from the Michigan offensive line. Yeah, Michigan had been the two-time defending champion of, of the Joe Moore Award, so uh, I, I don't think anybody can properly prepare themselves for what Michigan has on the defensive line. That, that's a hard thing to do when they, they can come at you with talented individuals, but they also come at you in waves. Like they're, they're playing a lot of people in the game. There's no drop-off in it. It's a really a relentless, a relentless attack by the defense, and you know, it's hard, man. I mean, it's tough sledding when you're, not, when you're not used to seeing the speed and the physicality all together. You know, some some weeks if you're watching, you're going to get one of them. Okay, these guys are a little bit smaller, a little bit faster. We got to do these things X Y Z to beat them. These guys next week, they're a little bit stronger. They're not quite as quick. We're going to do X Y and Z to beat them. Then when you get Michigan to come in, it's like, well, they're fast and they're big, and okay, let's figure this out quickly because it's not going very well. So it's it's a tough step up. They did have good flashes though during the game. You can see why they won that award. They were able to 
start to control line of scrimmage and they moved the ball and, and unfortunately they didn't get to convert it into a whole bunch of points, but they're both two well-coached teams. They're both two teams built on discipline structure and, you know, Michigan ain't going anywhere. They're, they're three, four deep in the line. Washington coming into the big 10. I, I would bet good money. They're not going to drop off a whole bunch. Matt Verzels with us. Hail varsity radio. Verz, the, the coaches get too caught up in style uh, got to look sexy doing it versus just getting dirty and doing it. I don't know if coaches do. I know offensive coordinators do. <laughs> offensive coordinators want to show you how huge their brain is and look at all these exotic plays I drew up. and That's all well and good. Those are fun for the kids and, and fun for everybody. But at the end of the day, rubber's going to meet the road and we got to win this game. So... <laughs> you you got to get some stuff done, and nine times out of ten, that's a that's a good offensive line, really good run, patient running backs, and that usually will win you a lot more than it will lose you. Well, well speaking of offensive coordinators trying to to look flashy and, and be sexy, Dana Holgerson's been the name of the weekend for Nebraska. A lot of rumors out there around his name. Do you worry about a coach that comes from an air raid background coming to Nebraska and how that would fit with rule? Well, a hundred percent. It's. Uh, I do think there's there's a portion of your recruiting, a portion of what you are offensively, that it depends on where you live, okay, and, and where you have access to talent. Does Nebraska produce some great receivers? Yes. Are they going to produce a high enough quantity where you can have, you know, three sets of five of them? Probably not. So I think tailoring that to how it works. Or how you, what you have access to for capital, which is who's the player. I think that's got to factor into who's your play caller. Um, you know, a guy that probably would fit really nicely at Nebraska would be like a Paul Chris type of guy. We're going to be able to find big linemen. You're going to be able to find tight ends. You're going to be able to find good receivers. That as you establish yourself, controlling the football via the run, now play action passes open. I mean, I thought Michigan did a great job. You get an ANSI safety, like, like Washington was. Washington safety started nose around in the box. It's a play-action pass, and you're 45 yards down the field before they really know what happens. So mm-hmm. I think catering what you do offensively to the area of the, of the country you live in is, is a big thing. Verz, that's the, the thing that you need to be able to do is, is do both, i.e. play bully ball, rock the line of scrimmage, but if push comes to shove, you got to make an incomplete a pass from time to time. You also got to be able to run it when you have to. Tell me a little bit about what made you guys so successful with those championship runs because bread and butter was just mauling people and, and mauling people in the fourth quarter. But there were some ball games uh, where, where Nebraska did turn to the pass, not just in play action, not just as, I <laughs> got gotcha, you, that safety kept cheating. But Nebraska was able to, to open things up, kind of shake off a defense with some, some passing. It didn't happen often, but it did happen. Inevitably, it's going to happen. Somebody is going to want to test the waters and say, we've, we've scouted you. Your schemes and your, your desires lead you to this. Okay? So we're going to put somebody in there. We're going to put one more than you can block in there. He's a really good tackler. 
those five and six yard gains you have are now three and four yard gains, and they, and it's all how comfortable you can stay. You know, some people can stay comfortable three four, and they don't fear fourth down. <laughs> you know, and then it's just like, hey, we got to convert it. Uh, and then there's times when like, okay, we're good with this. We've we've actually worked you into a matchup that we like because we think our tight end can beat your safety. We think our our X or, or Z receiver can beat your corner. So now you've committed a safety. So we have no safety help. We made the throw easier, and now we can do what we want to do. So it's always that maintaining control. When the offense seems to be playing the bully ball type of thing, the the beauty of Nebraska's system, and I think Michigan's system to an extent, is the simplicity. It's, it's not necessarily that you're trying to call a play and guess where the defense will be. It's that you arm your, your players with knowledge of the game that regardless of where they line up, we have a scheme for it, and we have a call for it, and we have an execution standard for it. So that was the, the great thing with what we did back then. It was very simple. But if anybody shifted or moved or showed us something that we didn't, hadn't seen, which was rare, we had repetition enough of just our base rules of the play. And so if you're supposed to, if we thought you were going to line up inside shade and you're lining up a gap outside, it doesn't matter. Everybody's rule changes. Everybody go do your job and, and, and get yards. So that, that's, I think things get too complicated too many times. Again, to go back and pick on offensive coordinators, <laughs> they want to guess what the defense is doing. I want to arm my linemen with the knowledge of the game. I don't care where you line up. We have a, we have a, we have calls for it. We have a scheme for it. So it doesn't matter what you do. Burr's going to go to the NFL here, and you've got some openings, Vegas, Chargers, Tennessee now, Atlanta, presumably New England, although nothing official. And uh, Matt Verzel gets a phone call. What job do you like best? I would probably say San Diego because I think you have – I don't even know if that was one of them. Yep, I said, a, I said Chargers. I think you have a quarterback whose talent is being not used properly. And I, I do also think they have some good players. I think we're just kind of a flush reboot, change of attitude. I think they can become very relevant very fast. So that would probably be where I, I, I wouldn't want to replace Brable because he's very smart. And from what I've heard, that's just a, a piss and match with the GM, and, and GMs are right behind GMs are right behind offensive coordinators in my book. Of <laughs> how, how, how thick is your book? <laughs> two pages. Oh, no. <laughs> two, two pages. Just one, two. One <laughs> says offensive coordinator, one says GM. The good GMs arm coaches with, with what they want, and they have a great working relationship. The GM that wants to make it about their great acquisition are the ones that usually get rid of good coaches. And, and the other part that happens in that, Kids in high school, kids in college, kids in the professionals, they're not dumb. They know when the adults aren't getting along, they can act crazy because it's like a divorce. They're just trying to pick a side. Like, who, who do I want to side with, the coach or the GM? So that's why I think what, what happened in Tennessee happened in Tennessee. But, yeah, I'd probably go to San Diego. Well, Verz, uh, in, in the NFL this week, again, you have the, the teams that are looking for a coach. You have the teams that are preparing for their playoff matchups next week. You have some teams like the Broncos that are preparing for how bad it's going to get next season. But I want to focus in on the playoffs, and I want to get your thoughts. Who are you pulling for this postseason? Who do you like? Do you have any dark horses? What is Matt Verzel's postseason primer for the NFL? This won't be popular, 
but the sooner Kansas City can get eliminated, the better. I'm with you. Um, you know, on the NFC side, I mean, that's the Niners and everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, Philly kind of stumbled down the stretch. Dallas, you don't know if you can trust them. The Packers hose the Bears with terrible, terrible calls on the last game of the year. So I, that one, that they, but I do have to tip my cap to the Packers. I don't know of, a, of an organization that is better at drafting quarterbacks than the Packers. Oh, they're great. They're, they're, it, it's unbelievable how, how they do it, and especially to watch everybody else struggle with it. Um, so on the AFC side, the Ravens are tough, man. The Ravens, I mean, they're, I would say we're probably looking Niners-Ravens for the, for the Super Bowl. That's kind of where I'm leading. What has wore you out most about Kansas City? Has it been the sideshow? I, I, am, I am petty. So, my hatred for Kansas City, all things Kansas City, comes from George Brett. What? When I was a kid. I love yeah. George. He's my favorite guy. Despise, despise George Brett. I would sucker punch him in the face if I ever saw him. Why? <laughs> we, were, we had those like, little baseball card clubs when we were a kid. Yeah. And we got some, you know, so we loaded everybody up in like vans and we went to Kansas City. And I had George, I got, KC was my like American League team, the Cubs were my National League team. So I had a George Brett rookie card in the little case, mint condition. And so I'm like, man, I'm going to get to the sign. Like, this is going to be cool. So they do the warm-up, you know, and the kids are kind of off to the side getting getting their, their position to get autographs. And I was a little husky at the time. And it was, there was a, a guy to my left and me and then a girl to my right. So he signs the kid to my left. He skips me, signs the girl to the right. And I'm like, oh, okay, maybe he didn't see me. So I waddle back up and I get back in line. And same thing happens again. And now I'm kind of getting mad, like I'm pissed. You do it one more time, and I said, <laughs> get to the third time, and I was like, Mr. Brett, Mr. Brett, we please sign my card? And, and he looks up at me, and he goes, I don't sign fat kid cards. And I was like, oh. Now, I had learned quite a few words from my father, may he rest in peace, one of my favorite human beings in the world. So I had a, quite an extensive vocabulary. And so I might have told Mr. Brett he could go F himself and that he was an effing piece of S and he couldn't hit a curveball anyway. <laughs> I, took the, I took the card out of the case and I ripped it up and I threw it on the field. And then I went and sat in the outfield and I heckled him the rest of the game. <laughs> wow. So at that point in time, I just was like, oh, Kansas City is dead to me, the whole city. I'm... Brother, I, I love George. I, I've gotten to meet George a couple of times. You can have him. No, well, but you do you realize you, you you ripped up, I don't know, what's a Brett rookie card worth now? Three, four, five hundred bucks? I, I get it out of principle. I respect it. But he said and looked you in the eye and said, I don't sign fat kids' cards. Yep. I would I would I will I will I may buy a George Brett card just to burn it. That's a little different. Jose Canseco asked if he could buy my mom a drink one time, but, you know. Hey. See? <laughs> uh, but I loved Jose. <laughs> well, Jose didn't call you fat. <laughs> yeah. He's like, hey, dog, you ain't telling me nothing I don't know. Like, I, trust me, I know this. Man. But anyway, yeah, so that's why I don't like Kansas City. Any uh, way, shape, or form. 
Okay. I take that back. The Gordon family, who I got the, the privilege to go to Scott, they're, they're from, they grew, they lived in Kansas City for a while, so I like them. Yes. Mad version. Barbecue's overrated. The rest of it can go away. So you probably hate Crown Center, too. Not a fan. All right. Mm-hmm. Verse? I don't even know what that is. Is that in Kansas City? Yeah, it's kind of their uh, their cool downtown area. Uh, best Bloody Mary ever. My dad and I went down for a Bengals Chiefs preseason. One of the last trips I took with him, and he took me to the mother of all Bloody Mary spots. It was incredible. Uh, but yeah, yeah every you, you come into Paisons, I'll make you a better bloody mirror than that. All right, we're headed that way. We'll see you in, in fifteen. <laughs> Verge, you take care, brother. Appreciate you much. Thanks for well having a little therapy, man. I didn't mean to go dark there with KC. Sorry about that. Oh no, you're good. I'll get him someday. I will get him. Verge, be good. Thanks again. <laughs> see you, boys.